passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. USA! USA! Shot clock turned off. Calvary. Hall. Eight to shoot. Hall. The runner! Loose ball! It's good! Williams Goss comes out of the pack. Matthews for three. Oh, my goodness! Morrison. Six. It's time for Zag's Hoop Talk with Jack and Zach on the Believe Podcast Network. Oh, wow. Here's Jack Ferris. They found mold in my apartment. And Rob Zachary. All I was thinking about is, like, how do you know which things to use to wipe? Believe in the Zags. He's Rob Zachary. I'm Jack Ferris. Rob. I don't know what to tell you. I'm in a mood today. Well, okay. When you start the episode with that, it makes I'm me in nervous. a mood. I'm in a mood. What kind of mood? Frisky mood or what kind of mood? I'm in a mood. We have a great show today. On the back half of this, we're going to be joined by uh, Stephen Carr. He's a Zag alum. He writes for Slipper Still Fits. He put together uh, the definitive list of the 10 best players Gonzaga will face this season. That's going to be great. I've got a little game I want to play with him and you, Rob. I don't know how much time we'll have. All the time you need, Jack. All that said, I'm in a mood, Rob, because in a few in a, in a week's time, depending on when you're listening to this, you're gonna wake up Thanksgiving morning, okay? Yeah. And if you're anything like my family, you're gonna pour yourself a hot toddy. You're gonna pour yourself an Irish coffee. You're gonna pour yourself a mimosa. Maybe all three. Who knows? Depends on how things are going. <laughs> you're gonna pop on a basketball game, a college basketball game, Rob, between the Gonzaga Bulldogs and the Kansas Jayhawks. One of, those, one of those teams, Rob, is going to have a little number six next to them, and the other team is going to have a little number one next to their name. And let me tell you something, Rob. Gonzaga's not going to have the six. So if you're having a tough year, guess what we all are? If you're having a tough month, if you're having, if you're having a tough go, Think about that for a second and reflect on how cool that is that the Gonzaga Bulldogs are going to be kicking off the college basketball season as the number one team in the nation and the Jayhawks are the underdog going into that game. That is remarkable. Dude, it's just some normalcy around here. That We just went back on lockdown, dude. So it, it's going to have a little bit of normalcy around here. I drove up the street today and I was like... Phew. Man, I can't wait for some basketball. I really can't. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be phenomenal. 
The Inland Northwest needs it. I need it. I think we, yeah, it's going it, to, I'm going to get emotional, Rob. Are emotional. you? Well, probably because I'll have a couple of cocktails in me. That's oh, probably, well. That's then, probably why I'll get emotional. Oh, that's when the true serum comes out, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so big news there. Uh, the NBA draft is tonight. That's a little normalcy. We'll get into uh, – wish. If you're listening to this, it's probably a little dated. You'll know if he got drafted, if he won't. But uh, we'll talk about uh, what Tilly would bring to – will bring to an NBA team, whether he's drafted tonight or uh, signed as a free agent. How are you doing, man? Was this, is it cold outside? I'm staring at sunshine right now. It, it's raining. It's raining, and uh, uh, it's 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 been fine, man. I've just been busy. I'm, I got a little plowing company going on and doing plow, getting ready for the snow to come down. So I got that getting all built up. When you say little plow company, do you just have a truck with a plow on it, and you just like and a man people? Uh, uh, yeah, you got a guy. Much. I got a guy too. I got a guy. What's guy's name? Can you it's talk about guy? Oh, uh, the, the guy varies depending on <laughs> depending on the work he does, you know. Um, but yeah, no, I've been just getting that all started, and yeah, it's been it's been good. I have I have a one thing. I I don't like to get political, Jack. Oh, okay. I, you know, I don't like to get political on this show. You know what's but, funny? What's up? Anytime anyone ever says i don't want to get political or i don't like to get political the next thing they say is political it's political absolutely yeah. it's, it's like, like no i'm offense. not racist yeah. i'm not racist i'm not racist here but, but um but, something uh, very racist. yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah exactly anyway no um i don't care what my opinion or anyone's opinion about mask i'm not trying to get on that but if you're in the car by yourself I don't think you should be wearing a mask. Yeah. Just my just fair. That, that's just all I'm saying. And I, I, I don't know if they forget about it. Oh no! But I feel like you're in your own little bubble when did you're you in get, your car. Did you get mask shamed in your own car? No, but I watch these people when I'm driving, and they they got their mask on, and I just I wonder. I'm like, hey, buddy, you're already in a bubble. You don't need. You don't need. If you had two people, I understand. I get it. You want to be safe. But if it's your one person in the car, I just want to just say you're already in the bubble. You don't need to. I hear hear that. I'll I'll, I'll throw this out. There's a lot of times now where I I don't remember if I'm wearing a mask or not. You know what I mean? So you just leave it on the chin. Exactly. I'll come home from having like gone shopping real quick and I I'm in the kitchen and I'm like unpacking my bag and it's been like four minutes. And I realized I've had my mask on the kitchen for four minutes and I feel like an idiot on the, on the flip side of it. I went with my parents to this no joke. (laughs) Okay. I went with this is going to sound weird. This is going to sound weird and I don't want to spend too much time on it. Trust me. I went with my parents no, we don't. a couple of weeks ago to a water buffalo dairy. These water buffalo produce cheese. Anyway, neither here nor there. No, 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 yeah, no, 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 no,
are not that different from regular old cows. They just got cool horns. Learn that the hard way. Costs about 45 bucks to check out a water buffalo. Jack, you're not going to slip through these fucking cracks. I'm sorry, dude. I'm okay. sorry. All right, let me sum it up. I'm not. You're not. You're not. Let me sum it up. How and where? It's this rich and- lady, rich lady who is involved in tech in San Francisco. Uh, she lost her job in the recession 12 years ago, decided it was a good idea to buy a bunch of water buffalo. And now she has a business where she milks these water buffalo and sells the cheese. <laughs> That's it. That's the story. That's the story. It costs you 45 bucks to hear her tell an hour and a half story. And then you get some free cheese and you call it a day. Uh, Google water buffalo. They Jack, just look like cows. They're not the bigger. Show. They're normal. Jack. Anyway. You want- no, Jack, you're not slipping through this. I want her on the show. Do you want I to want get involved show, in the water buffalo dairy industry? Because if you're looking for a new venture, maybe I, I didn't can get even you know they were on this continent. Uh, yeah, you got to import them. They're uh, they're indigenous, of course, in uh, Southeast Asia. And believe it or not, <laughs> you can find river buffalo uh, in northern Italy, and then chest west of the Caucasus Mountains and the foothills. Neither here nor there. This is stuff you pick up at Water Buffalo Dairies. Uh, yeah, because you have so much knowledge in this. I, I wish I, Rob, I wish I didn't know this much about Water <laughs> Buffalo. I really, I, trust me. Anyway, back to the, the, the moral of this story. I was there and there was like, I don't know, 25 other people on this tour. And I was staring at Water Buffalo laying on the fence and this lady comes up to me and she goes, um, excuse me. <clears throat> and she like gestured, like tapped her mask. And I didn't realize my mask was around my chin. It was a chin diaper. And I go, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't even realize it. Put it back on, put my mask back on. And I just figured she was, you know, she worked for the dairy and she was just doing her job, making sure everyone's safe. She didn't work for the dairy. She was just a lady who was mask shaming me. She was just a fellow spectator of the water buffalo. And Oof. I, it, it was weird. The, the the mask shaming is real. The, the mask, mask it, it is real. It, they, that's a thing now. I, uh, yeah, it doesn't really bug me, one way or another. If I, I mean, I should have had my mask on. I just my, my point is, I didn't realize I had it on. But uh, yeah, it, it it rubs other people the wrong way. I was on a hike with a dude, and he didn't have a mask. He didn't have a mask, and somebody shamed him, and it almost came to blows. No way. Yeah, it almost came to blows. It was a weird deal. It, that I, is, I felt awkward. Like, that is weird. It's awkward, dude. Oh, well, I'm actually, that's funny you say that. I'm uh, working, talking about masks randomly. I'm working on getting the team these special, like, Darth Vader masks. Oh, Help that? the team to make sure that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm working on that as we speak. Uh, oh, sweet. A buddy of mine, Fred. Yeah. So they, they make sure that all those guys are safe. I'm getting that all dialed in right now. And, because we're um, like the evil empire of the WCC is what you're saying. Absolutely, man. That's, we're going to win this. That's a genius idea, Rob Zachary. <laughs> genius idea. Uh, uh, you know, so just got to keep it moving and just help those guys out. But yeah, I didn't, I don't, like I said, we don't want to make this show political. No, 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 no. As we just made it political. Is, are you going to, hey, uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And this is just between you and me and not our listeners right now. Are you going to make a little bit of money on this deal? Mm-hmm. No, actually I'm not. I'm just oh. helping out. And like, it's a, the masks, the guy, 
the guy who created the mask, um, he invented DocuSign. Oh, DocuSign. So, so, he's got it, so he doesn't really yeah. need the cash, does he? No, he doesn't. And so he just wants to help the team out, make sure that those guys get it. And um, as well as uh, the proceeds, whoever buys these type of masks will go to his nonprofit to help. Um, why am I blanking out right now? Rob uh, Sacco's checking account. Yeah, right. No, the proceeds go to um, Mr. Mr. Sacre Plow. Holy shit. I am LLC. Um, proceed, no, not any LLC. The proceeds go to Water Buffalo Dairy Association of Autistic. Um, an autistic deal. Boom. Boom. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was scary on my part. Well, good. Good, good, good. I we are getting we are being joined by uh by Stephen Carr in just a minute, but before that, I have to tell you about uh, how fat I'm getting. Uh, but before that, the NFL season is in full swing. You may not be at the game this year, Rob. <laughs> you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Boy, oh boy, how about those Saints? <gasps> Drew Brees. Did he die? Hurt, he died, didn't he? Yeah. Broke he might as well be dead and he yeah. broke his ribs. So now you're dealing you're with what, four- now you're dealing with Jameis. You boy. Oh boy. Good luck. Well, good thing That's is like you, getting- you own the head to head with uh the Bucks. You beat him twice, so you got that going for you. But well, things things are looking bleak for you. It's like getting kicked in the nuts when you have to pick, you know, Jameis as your quarterback. I'm sorry. Well, sorry. <laughs> It's just, it's just. Some I'm people just... are into that, Rob. Some people enjoy that. Maybe, that, maybe, that's, maybe that's the plus side. It, you know. I just, come on, man. I, uh, and then we have another quarterback that just all he does is run. And there Taysom. is no, like, Taysom is like the 2.0 of uh, Tebow. Uh, I think he's much better than Tebow. Yeah, but he is, he, he does have the BYU Mormon thing going on. So I don't know as a zag if you can really root for him, but but I don't know. Tebow was he was really religious and but he could like he won games too. He did he won games. he he took Denver to the playoffs. Yes, yes. I mean, I'm yes. not a Tebow fan. No, I I think Taysom Hill is much better than Tebow. But that you know what we'll get well th- next episode we'll break down Tebow versus Taysom tape. For now, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. There is always the casino as well. It never closes. So head to BetOnline.ag today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sports book events. And, uh, oh, again, shout out to our, our guy for getting himself a nice Vincero watch from our guys at Vincero. Oh, did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. Our guy at uh, Owens meets. Well, you got a meet tour at Owens meets, didn't you? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Vincero watch. I haven't gotten my tour yet. Oh, okay. But sorry. I wonder if he um, is interested in getting some, some water Buffalo out there. Well, that's what went right to my head, but go ahead. Yeah. So we have a bet with Matt Bolden. You and him claim since my back surgery, I will be over 205 pounds. We were supposed to do the weigh-in today, but 
Matt can't make it. So we're going to do, unfortunately, Matt's going to come on the other side of Thanksgiving, which does not bode well for me. I will tell you, Rob, my PT is going well. So I'm able to like work out a little bit. But we push this podcast back, right? That's right. That's right. But unfortunately, because I'm able to exercise, I feel like I can reward myself by eating not so great. So for example, this morning I legit, no joke, had white bread and butter. Four slices of white bread. Not even four. So okay. <laughs> Why four? I, I was gonna I was like, that's not bad. Jack, that's not bad at all. Like, okay, no piece of toast isn't bad, but four. <laughs> Dude, I didn't even put it in the toaster. I, like it's just white bread. Like I'm a four-year-old, smeared with butter. And it was one of those things where the butter was kind of hard, so it like wrecked the bread. Oh, I'm just yeah, shoveling yeah. it in my mouth. Four slices, dude, because I'm like, you know what? I'm cool. I uh, I can do planks now, so I can eat whatever I want when I want. So, again, the bet is the loser. If I'm over 205 pounds, uh, I have to drink a bottle of the Snoop Dogg wine. Uh, Which I had, I had, I had a, I had a sip of that wine. If I'm under 195 pounds, you guys have to drink the Snoop Dogg wine. Uh, right now, we are joined by the slipper still fits his own Stephen Carr. Stephen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you the hardest question you've had all year. Okay. Just based on my shoulders up in my head, sans headphones. How much do you think I weigh? 500 pounds. <laughs> 195. Oh, dangerously close. Stephen Carr. I, I, so I stood on the scale today, Stephen, and I'm, I'm, I'm closer to 204. But we're trending. Well, actually, we're trending in the wrong direction. That's neither here nor there. The people don't want to hear about my weight. They want to hear about Stephen Carr's uh, phenomenal new article. It's a little blurb about the 10 best players Gonzaga will face this year. First of all, Stephen, you're what class are you, Zagalum? Uh, 2015. So I came in with Pangos and Gary Bell. The nice. tail end of Rob Zachary's career. Yep. Correct. And I actually played high school ball with Madhu Cole, who you guys have talked about before. Yeah. He was a walk on practice squad player, I think Rob's junior year. Yeah. Madu, yeah. Yeah, he's a I, I was teammates with him and we won a section championship. Um, I grew up born and raised in San Jose. So there's your connection with him. Where'd you go to high school? Bellarmine. Oh, you're a bell. Okay. I'm a bell. Very neat. Now you're in Spokane, huh? I am in Spokane. I, uh, my claim to fame is that I was second in the league in rebounding my senior year behind a sophomore, Aaron Gordon. Okay. And uh, I had – a couple of division two schools looking at me, but I knew I was never making the NBA and I was kind of just exhausted at the end of high school. And Gonzaga was by far the best campus and, and atmosphere and everything. And I said, this is the place I'm going to, to start a career. I'm done with basketball. Um, so I've gotten into the media business instead. Oh, you poor bastard. So your freshman year, <laughs> your, your high school class was 2011. Correct. Let me ask you this. <clears throat> Have you taken a gander at the GPAs of the kids going to Gonzaga now and all their extracurriculars? I haven't, but okay. it's probably gone up. 
dude, there's no shot I go to Gonzaga if I'm <laughs> I'm high school 2006. There's no shot I get in now. Maybe your maybe your high school accolades were a little bit better than mine, but I'm wondering what were what were you? I mean, I, I, I'm not going to tell my whole life story, but I had like a three seven three eight GPA. Uh, I did um, Bellarmine's radio play by play for their football team, varsity team captain basketball. That was about it. It was just sports and, and academics. There was no other extracurricular clubs or anything like that. Mine, I, I, I better than my GPA. I'll tell you that. What was your GPA, Rob? Do they have GPAs in Canada? Is uh, it like no it, it, like a metric GPA? Honestly, now that you think about, it, I don't think we did the whole GPA thing in Canada. It wasn't a thing up They're there. But polite. I know I had to like figure it out. I got in though. <laughs> I got my masters. Who gives a damn? It was funny because right. I was talking to my, my mother about this recently, and my first semester at Gonzaga. I got a 3.0. That's the worst GPA of my life. And she was like calling me up, talking to me about, they're going to take away your, your grant money and all this. I was like, mom, relax, please. I, uh, my, uh, the first semester of my freshman year, I went on academic probation. Same. And I think, (laughs) dude, not only did I go on academic probation, but I had two alcohol write-ups. Damn, Jack. Yeah, dude, that was a bad boy. Dangerous boy. And I was able to hide both of those, all of, all of that from my parents. Oh boy. On your, yeah, I think after your second one, they call your parents and give them a talking to. And I gave them the number of my buddy who was down in Santa Cruz and he, he posed as my dad and we got away with it. Morons. I know I was holding on to Gonzaga with fingertips. That's, that's how I was. Were you, how close were you to going, going on academic probation? If at all, Rob, were you close? Uh, real close. And I remember math was my worst subject and I had to go through that during that semester. And I was just, I did everything to stay just above. What year was that? Um, my second sophomore year, my sophomore year. When you were, when you had a red shirt? Yes. There and would be it, nothing more embarrassing than you having to take a medical red shirt and then having to sit out half the season next year because you were academically. Dude, I was doing, and I remember having to take that math class. And I, I mean, I stayed afterwards. I had like, I met with the teacher like twice a week, three times a week, just to make sure I was going to pass this class because I needed it. It was the most stressful time at that point in my life. I wish I could say I could relate, but I can't. Like if I go if if I go on academic probation, if Steven goes on academic probation, nobody knows, nobody cares. If you go on academic probation, it's like ESPN ticker line. Like yeah. Yeah. What what's what's right before academic probation? You have to go to like that little special class or something, or maybe it was just me. I don't know. Oh yeah, you probably got little special. No, no, there was a bunch of us. There was a bunch of class. Like, what, a bunch not, of ath- like a bunch of no, athletes no, or a ath- bunch of no athletes. It wasn't athletes. It was like a bunch of kids that were teetering just the cusp of academic probation. He doesn't see Stephen doesn't even know. Like he's just such a good student that he's not even like. What are these guys talking about? I know Stephen damn near out rebounded the magic zone Aaron Gordon. So yeah, it wasn't even close. <laughs> he doubled me. Really? All right, Steven. 
We are just about a week away from tipping off against Kansas. First of all, top of the show, taking a step back, I was I was reflecting with Rob how cool it is. Gonzaga will be tipping off the season, taking on Kansas, and Kansas is the underdog. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? How wild is that? When you were in school, obviously – Things were trending towards, okay, we're getting to Elite Eights now. We're a one seed in 2013. That's great. But obviously, even since you graduated, we've ascended to this elite level. Did you ever see us opening our season against Kansas and that not going to be our best non-conference game? You know what I mean? Yeah. Could you have fathomed it? Yeah. The the last five years or so, it's just – it's a completely new level. Um, it, it started trending there and I, people have asked me before, like, who do you think are the most important players in Gonzaga history? And I think Pangos and Bell get underrated because they're kind of that transition from, you know, solid team, but those guys kind of vaulted us into kind of this next level. Um, and I'm kind of biased cause I, they were in the same year as me. So I saw it all, but, um, but yeah, that, that the, the growth, from good to elite has really happened in the last five to seven years. And it's crazy. I'm glad you recognize that because we're guilty of the same thing. We talk about our era. I'm a year older than Rob. We we go back to that all the time. And uh, as long as you can recognize, hey, kids, listen, Kevin Bangos is my favorite Zach of all time. I, I don't underrate him. But as, as long as you're like, hey, take my opinion with a grain of salt. I think my guys were the best guys. Well, I don't think he's, I don't think you're wrong at all. I think those guys really I think there was a transition between our class, Jack, where like we had we started getting athletes, but then that group right there, Kev, Pango, Shimmick, it was like all of a sudden it was like it it, it all clicked together at once, you know? Yeah, if if Kevin and Gary don't reach their potential like they did, I think Gonzaga takes a big time dip, and then maybe we don't get someone like a Sabonis. But you got to put Shimmick in there too. So totally, yeah, yeah. Shimmick was a monster. Like in they, I think that whole and then I wouldn't say we had guys who like we didn't click, but. our era was we had more individuals at the same time. Guys still wanted to go to the league and go to that next level, but we weren't all together. When when you look at those teams compared to the Kevin uh, Gary teams, and they just they had the talent and they all brought it together, which was so much more, so much more uh, effective. Yeah. Actually, yeah. It's kind of the same era when, when Mark Few kind of went to more ball screen heavy offenses too, as opposed to more motion. So it kind of all happened all around that same time. Yeah, we were running flex my fr- first three. Years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I think that's him adapting to his personnel too a little bit. Speaking yeah. of personnel, Stephen, again, you put together the list of the uh, top 10 best players the Zags will play this year. Spoiler alert. There's no Tarleton State players on this list. No Dixie State either. No Dixie State. No Southern uh, Jaguars on the squadron. Hey, no, I'm I'm biased on Southern. I know you're a Southern guy. 
Oh, my whole family down south went to Southern. So hey, they gave Gonzaga a, a, a tough game when they were the one seed in 2013. I, I know, and I was hearing about it the whole time. Trust me. It's like that's a big thing. Southern is a big like you don't understand. Like everyone has bumper stickers, Southern bumper stickers on my family. Cool colors. I mean, they're almost like the Chargers light baby blue colors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is neat. Anyway, Steven, Kansas has uh Oh, first of all, your your list is very guard heavy, which is which is troubling to me. There are there's a lot of big guards on your list. In a week, we are playing two of your uh, your top ten guards. Tell us about your uh, your Jayhawks on the list. Yeah, so uh, Ochai Ogbaji, very difficult to pronounce. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't want to scare it. I want to yeah. uh, see what I did there. See what I did there. It's a little trick of the trick. Let me do it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Ogbaji uh, is their leading returning scorer, and um, they lost their two best players from a year ago, and uh, Devon Dotson and, and their big guy Azubuki. So Ogbaji is kind of the the natural guy to kind of take that next leap into the, you know, from 10 points a game to 15 points a game. Um, he's got to get a little more efficient, but he's probably one of their better shooters um, and their best natural scorer. And then Marcus Garrett probably is the best one-on-one defender in all of college basketball. Is a Naismith Defensive Player of the Year last year. And it's going to be really interesting to see who Kansas puts him on. Yeah. You can put him on Suggs, you can put him on uh, Ayayi, or you can put him on Corey Kispert because he can guard all three, six five. He's, he's big enough to guard Corey Kispert. So um, it'll be really interesting to see kind of how um, Bill Self kind of maneuvers those matchups because he's got those two guards, but then he's got a freshman that's probably going to start as well. Mm-hmm. So who do you put the freshman on? Do you put him on the other freshman in Suggs? Do you put him on the veteran Ayayi or the veteran Kispert? So it'll be an interesting uh, – coaching matchup as well depth wise what do you think about kansas versus us uh well i think maybe villanova is the only one that could match gonzaga's depth um in all of basketball <sighs> it's interesting because you're talking about so coaches. so i mean i mean I, I, you mentioned uh garrett's accolades in terms of being one of the best if not the best defender in college basketball do you think there's a shot he gets in foul trouble he can. I mean, anybody can, right? Yeah. Um, and if he does, then, I mean, I, I think that's a wrap. I mean, yeah. He's got way too much talent. Um, but w- w- what you were saying – go ahead. No, I, you were saying uh, uh, this is a, a guard-heavy list. Kansas and Baylor have really, really good guards and a lot of question marks in the front court. So if Gonzaga is going to win these games, it's going to be – with Drew Timmy taking over or Anton Watson taking over, Omar Ballo's ready to take over. He can take over too. Cause Kansas, uh, they lost us boogie. David McCormick is solid, but they don't have much behind him. And then Baylor lost, um, Freddie Gillespie. Who's like a six ten big guy who could switch one through five. And he was really the reason why they were one of the top five defensive teams in the country last year. And with him gone, they were going to use Tristan Clark, who was really good two years ago before he got a knee injury, but he retired yesterday for basketball. So now they've got two completely unproven centers. And if they want to go small, they can with Mark Vitale, but he's the guy who had to try to guard Brandon Clark in the tournament two years ago. And that didn't go well for them. So 
the Baylor game, the Kansas game, I think are going to come down to Gonzaga's front court more than anything else. All right. Drew, Go ahead. Drew right. Timmy is, I think, I think he's going to be our X factor for a lot of games. Uh, Jack and I have talked about this on the show multiple times. I think just the way he can score from multiple areas on the court, I think he's a matchup problem for sure. And you see any craziness too. He, he led the break. He just went coast to coast twice. He's six ten. Yeah, it's him crazy. was. So we were wondering, Stephen. We were wondering if th- that was just him screwing around, or <laughs> if or if he's going to have the green light to bring the ball up in transition a lot. Because I, I mean, I he didn't make like a, a Draymond Green mistake, you know, pushing it too fast and being too too crazy with it. No, he was smooth. Um, I mean, I don't see why not. We will see there. So. Unfortunately for the Zags, we got uh, the short end of the stick. Obviously, the big three teams down there are ourselves, Kansas, and Auburn. So we play Kansas, and then less than 24 hours later, we're going up against Auburn. Any Auburn players make a make your consolation list? Because obviously, they're n- not on your top 10 player list. No, and the reason why is because they lost their top six scores. Yeah, and um, they had five seniors and a one and done freshman. And all of them are gone. So they're relying on they don't I, I don't think they have a single player returning that averaged more than five points a game last year. So it's all role players and freshmen who are trying to take the next step. And I'm not putting any of them on that. But that's Bruce Pearl, man. And and Auburn's dangerous too, because they're just gonna jack up 43s a game. They, I mean, that's a team what that has Bruce Pearl does. A team that has nothing to lose. Is dangerous. T- tipping off at what I think it's eight a.m. Pacific time. They're tipping yeah. off on Black Friday. That's bad news. Fortunately for us, Timmy's Timmy on Thanksgiving. I think bodes especially well because he actually looks like a pilgrim. <laughs> Moving on, let's talk about Baylor. Three of uh, uh, two weeks away. Baylor really, it, 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 what could be the game of the season across all of college basketball. Number one, number two, hopefully we stay that way. It sounds, Stephen, I don't want to get ahead of us here, like you're pretty confident the Zags will go 2-0 and next week, Kansas over Auburn? I think so, yes. Okay. Then we should be undefeated going uh, against Baylor. And boy, oh boy, do we have some potential guard matchup problems with the Baylor Bears. Where do you begin there? You have three, three Bears on your, uh, on your top ten list. Let's run through them. Yeah, all three of their guards. And if you thought the Kansas matchup with the, the, the backcourt would be interesting, Baylor's is even more interesting. Um, Jared Butler is the guy. He probably, in a normal non-COVID offseason, probably would have stayed in the draft just because he would have been able to have more workouts in front of teams and all that kind of stuff. But because he didn't, he came back. I think in a normal offseason, Corey Kispert might have gone too, but – they're all back. Uh, he averaged 16 a game last year. All-American. Really, really good point guard. Um, and then they've got Maceo Teague, who's their um, kind of off guard. He started in all their games, averaged 14 points, third in rebounds, third in assists. I mean, he's the, their shooter. And yeah. then their third guy um, is Davion Mitchell. And he basically is like the glue guy of the, of the group. So he'll average, you know, he'll put up a 10, six and four game almost every single night. So you got all three of those guys. They're all six, two, six, three, six, four. So they're not like, you know, it's going to be tough for one of them to guard Corey Kispert really, really well. 
Um, but there's a reason that they had probably the best defensive backcourt in basketball last year, and it's because of those three guys. Yeah, if you see <clears> – <throat> I mean, do you – if we lose to Baylor, will it because will it be because we're just getting outscored? It certainly no. won't be because they're locking us up. Or you think? I, I think it's because they completely lock us up and we lose oh, okay. a game, okay. kind of like we did to Texas Tech in the tournament, like seventy-one to sixty-five or something like that. Baylor's Baylor's not going to go out there and outscore us ninety-two to eighty-eight. Yeah. So if Gonzaga gets to that eighty-point margin or eighty-point mark, I think they win. Well, it's that zone, man. Well, they're not playing so much zone anymore, correct? No, I mean, they, they played a little bit of it. Last year, they switched almost everything because they could. And this year, I don't think they can because Freddie Gillespie's gone. So they may go back to that zone with all their length that they have. Um, but who knows? Scott Drew's a good coach. Yeah, zone is dumb. I'm sorry. I'm calling it what it is. The zone is stupid. They, when we played them, whenever we played them, I can't remember. They had You guys beat them. In Dallas, we did right? in Dallas, but yeah. their their starting lineup was uh, Dunn, who was the almost leading scorer of the country at the time, and they had Perry Jones the third. He was playing. They had three guys over six eleven starting, and they were in that zone. And I was like, "You guys are idiots! This is the dumbest. Like, you have the most athletic guys on here, and you're playing a zone right now, which we just like cut it up and." I don't understand teams like that at all, but what do I know? I don't know anything. We just win. Uh, I think the knock against Gonzaga from like casual basketball fans who hardly watch a possession. Narps. Uh, Stephen Carr, that's a non-athletic uh, uh, regular, regular person. person. Which regular we, person. we've heard your, your Bellum and Bell uh, accomplishments. So you're, 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 an, you're an ARP or a, or a RARP. A relatively, yeah, he's a little a bit relatively more. athletic regular. Yeah, relatively. okay, that's better. Yeah. That's better. <laughs> uh, the argument is always, oh, Gonzaga, this and that. See how they do in the in the Pac-12. I'm not even going to ask that question because I think it's uh, pretty well known that Gonzaga would probably do very well, especially this year in the Pac-12. How do you think we do in the Big Twelve? That's a good question. Um, I mean, at this point. In Gonzaga's growth, I think they'd hold their own in pretty much any conference. You think? I think I, yeah, yeah. Top four. I think that's a more valid question. I don't know, five, six, seven years ago, they wouldn't do as well. But with the athletes and the level of talent they have on the roster right now, I think they'd finish top four in any conference you shove them in. Regard, you'd have to put them on the East Coast so they wouldn't have to travel all over the country. But um, everything equal, they'd finish probably top four everywhere. Totally yeah. agree. I think this year's it's super important. Obviously, uh, our first five, six non-conference games outside of our, our BS home games, we uh, watch us chop one of those. But uh, why would you even put that in the universe, Jack? Sorry, <laughs> Portland State. Why would you even put that Portland out there? Portland State, Ken Bones, two thousand eight Portland State team. Anyway, I think if we go if we go one and one with like a really close loss to a Baylor. Or even at Kansas. I mean, we can't go 0-2 because then we then our, our resume isn't going to get any stronger as the season moves forward. But I think if we go one and one with a with a really close loss, we could say that we could have uh, battled for a Big 12 title. Two and 0. It's it's ball game. I think two and 0 one seed is ours. 
you'd have 100. to fit, yeah. right? I mean, it would it would have to take an epic screw up to go to beat Baylor and Kansas, the top two teams in the best conference in the country, and and not get a one seed. Anyway, again, I don't want to uh, spoil your list, Stephen, but your number one is Luke Garza. When we take on Iowa, we've talked a lot of guards. How do we stop a Luke Garza? I don't think you can stop him, but you can try to limit him. Uh, that that is going to be the game where you might see a ninety-two to eighty-eight final. And That's you're probably not going to see it in Baylor. Eh, probably not going to see it in Kansas. But in Iowa, when the teams have played for a month and have five or six games under the belt, the offenses are clicking. That might be the the highest scoring game of the year. Um, yeah, I mean, he's just he he's really good offensively. He could do it all. So. Uh, he's not great defensively. The whole team isn't very good defensively. Uh, but on offense, he can do everything, and he's, he's a big dude. You got your first look at Ballo, craziness in the kennel. Give me your God's honest opinion. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a Catholic boy. This is just between you, me, Rob, and God. I've been at Catholic school since the second grade. He's not going to judge me anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, He's raw still, but there's so much potential in him. I, I, he doesn't need to score eight to ten points every time he's out there. He needs to rebound really well, and he needs to be a rim protector. He didn't if rebound he does those two things. Then he they're going to be just fine. Steven, he didn't rebound well the other night. He did I not. Mean, he if, that's his, if that's well, his, role, go ahead, Rob. I was. We can't be too hard. I, I part of it is he's nervous too. That was his first time in the lights. Um. I'll give him credit where like that. I'm trying to be optimistic about it. I just wanted to see him have a little bit more energy, I don't, passion or something like a little bit more. Even I don't give a fuck if you fuck up as big as you want to. I don't care. Do it, but do it big and have a lot of energy doing it. That's all I care about. Well, he had one sequence where he had the little baby hook. And then next time down the court, he blocked a shot. Like that's the stuff he can do. He just, you know, needs some consistency and live. And that's just because he's young, man. And we got to give him in. Like, like I said, he's, he's a little nervous and he's got a lot of weight to carry this season. He's got a lot. You mean literally? Well, not not as much as as me, not as much as you fat boy, but, um, but for (laughs) for the most part, like if drew Timmy gets, her knock on wood if drew timmy something happens foul yeah. trouble anything he's got to carry a lot man he's got to play a lot and we we're depending on him so we need him to stay confident and we need him to play hard i just want him to play hard i don't care go play as hard as you can and that's all i ask from him steven you mentioned when we play iowa both teams are going to have uh, plenty of games under their belts plenty of uh experience plenty of time for the offenses to get clicking that's not going to be the case next week when we take on Kansas and Auburn. And from the sound of it, you think that favors Gonzaga. Both both offenses cold right off the bench. You think you think advantage Zag Dogs. I think they have more returning. Yeah, that's that's what I'm that's con- what I'm getting at. A little bit more continuity than uh, Kansas, especially Auburn. Auburn's got uh, basically a brand new roster. Um, Kansas lost their best two players and role players now need to become stars. And Gonzaga has got basically three stars coming back from last year and a five-star freshman who 
by all accounts, it just seemed to fit in really well. So I think just by the continuity that they have, they have a leg up against Kansas. Yeah, Kansas is probably going to be a much different, much better team come March. So hopefully it's one of those things where they do really well for us the rest of the season after we get a win against them next week, and it makes us look even better. Who knows? I, Steven, do we have you for another 15 minutes or so? I want to play a little game with you and Rob. Yeah, go for it. Okay. A little over under. Rob has had zero time to prepare for this, Stephen. So I really I, this makes you, let's go. Stephen, be careful. We don't know what Jack is prepared in his. It's sit- easy. It's easy. It's easy. It's easy. Over under. I'm going to give you a number. You say over or under prediction wise. Okay. Last year, Corey averaged 13.9 points per game. This year, again, talented team. Over under 15 a game for Kispert. Uh, Rob, go first. You're saying 15? 15.0 points per game. I would say under. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to dog our guy, but I want to be realistic. He had 13. I would say. I would say he's close to 15. Mm-hmm. Is it, what if? What if I'm at 15? Can I be? Even? Uh, if it's at 15, then you. I'll buy you a bottle of the Snoop Dogg one. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> what do you think, Stephen? I think. I think the same as Rob, just under. He's, it screams 14 and a half. Yeah, I, I say he's going to be over 14.5, but it's just, I don't think he's going to, I don't know. It's, uh, I mean, it's tough with this team, too. It's going to be right. hard to score more than 15 points a game. Uh, but just to be a contrarian, I'll go over there. Let's see here, moving on. Ayayi was 10.6 last year. I'll give him a flat 11. Over under Rob. Sorry, I'll, 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 I'll make Steven go first. Okay. 11, 11 PPG for Ayayi. I'm going to go over and say he gets right around 12. I was going to say over, I, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's close to a double-double this year. Oh, with yeah. The, I with mean, rebounds. I, uh, so I'm writing something coming out this weekend that's the uh, – five storylines to watch this year. And one of them uh, for a little bit of fun is Joel Ayayi triple double watch is he came mighty close twice last year. And like one of these six home games against Dixie state or Tarleton, you never know. No, you're absolutely I, yeah. right. I think he could do it once or twice for sure. He's just, he's oh, I love watching him play basketball. It's he's, hard. It's hard to describe what he does on the floor. No, he's he's great, man. He's absolutely great. How about this for Ayayi? Last year, believe it or not, he was. I have this written down somewhere. Damn it! Oh yeah, he was thirty-four and a half, thirty-four point five percent from three. I didn't realize he was that high. Over under thirty-four and a half percent from deep for Ayayi. Thirty-four point five. Over. Oh, over. Do you just think do you you think he won't be shooting that much from three, or do you think he'll be that? No, I think he can improve. Okay. I mean the, the line moved back last year, so now they know kind of that extra foot and they're they're used to it. I, I think 36 is more likely than 33. You think he'll shoot 36%? I hope so. I hope so. Rob? I think over. I think he just has a confidence about him that and and he should feel that way. He's older now, and he should be going into these games 
ready to go and play. So I think over. Okay, Timmy, last year was uh, like 9.7 points per game. How about 12 flat PPG for Timmy? Go ahead, Steven. Way over. Way over. Okay, here's the one. You think he's close? <laughs> oh, that, that's your guy, Jack. I know he's my guy. That's your guy. I, I wasn't <laughs> expecting a way over. You don't think he leads the team in scoring this year? I hope so. I really do. I, I What do you think the line should be at? 16? Oh, if you're going to set Corey's at 15, it's got to be more than – it's got to be right around that same thing. Okay. What did Petrushev had last year? He was right around, what, 17, 18? Uh, I think he was – yeah, actually. That, I think he was like 17. I mean, it's not out of the realm, but he gets right around the same thing, right? Okay. Maybe my 12 is way low. Oh, I, 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 I think closer to 15. Think, I hammer the over on 12 PPG. <laughs> on Beto and PPG. I, I would uh, I would say about fourteen. He's still a sophomore. I, I maybe I'm wrong. I, I I don't know, but I'd say about fourteen. Give him that. So over twelve. Yeah. But they also have more scoring options this year than that's what I'm. That's, that's what, what that's, I'm looking at. Yeah, that's, that's the thing, right? I even got I haven't gotten to Jalen Suggs yet. You know, yeah. so that's fair. So speak of the devil. Actually, before we get to Suggs, Timmy over under fights point five. <laughs> I promised everyone Timmy would get in a fight last year just because of the way he plays the game. And he, you know, he's obviously very good at basketball, but he flails around a bit. And somebody's going to talk a little smack, too. Yes, he does. He certainly does. Like the confidence is going to grow. The elbows are going to fly with a little more ferocity this year. Does Timmy get in a fight? Technical. A technical for sure. Oh, definitely a technical. Okay. All right. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Jalen Suggs, 13 flat points per game. I I think that's spot on. Maybe under. I would say probably under, maybe 12-something, 12 12-8. But, yeah, right there. I'd go under as well. Under. Okay. All right, I'll go over. Fuck you guys. Um, <laughs> Jalen Suggs. <laughs> Jalen Suggs over under draft position, 14.5 translation lottery or non-lottery. You, but you're both going to say under. I didn't, even hear, I, I, I didn't even hear the question. I was just Jalen Jalen Suggs over under draft position, 14.5 lottery or non-lottery. Is my math right? Yeah. Lottery. Yeah. Um, see, I don't know who else is out there. That's the thing. Like, hey, baby. Like, hey, baby. It wouldn't I, be gambling go, if we had go, all the I'll answers. I'll go lottery. I'll go lottery. Okay. I'll, go, I'll go lottery. Okay. I think so, too. It's tough. The, the, this freshman class is really, really good. And a lot of players stuck around this year who could have gone to the draft. So I think next year's draft class is going to be deep. So I don't know where he fits in. But I certainly hope if he if he goes in the top ten picks, Gonzaga probably won a national championship. Whoa, Ooh, that's a big you heard call, that, folks. You heard it here first, Stephen Carr. Team free throw percentage last year, we were sixty eight point eight percent. That's good enough for two hundred and fifty second in the country. Over under sixty nine. Nice. <laughs> Go ahead, Rob. Uh, over. Over, we got to be that we can't. We have to. There's only one way, and that's up. 
we can't be, yeah, over. I think we have more scoring too. So yeah, over. I certainly hope it, it hits 70. So I'm going to go. <laughs> right. It's, you know, it's sad that we have to think this long about it. Cause I like imagine Balo getting hacked down there. I can't imagine he's around 60% from the line. Although that's, never, that's messed up. I know that was mean. Why? That was mean. That was prejudice. That was prejudice yeah. against a big man. It was yeah. big man. Well, prejudice. A stat for you. Last year, I just looked this up as we were talking about it. 68.8%, lowest free throw percentage for a marked few teams since 2010. <laughs> <laughs> not, not me. That wasn't what my was it? It what wasn't was it? me. What was I shooting that year? Please tell me what I was shooting that year. Uh, 62.9%. Oh, Damn. no. What was, I was shooting that? What was Matt? 107 Bolton? for 170. Oh man! That's what was Matt Bolden shooting? Do you have that handy? Uh, eighty-five point eight. Stephen Gray was at seventy-eight. Damn. Elias Harris was at sixty-seven. Ah. Matri Goodson was at fifty-six. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's so perfect. What a treat that was. We we, we were uh, we yeah man we were. I thought it was man. That changed those around, I guess. Uh, okay, final question. Last year, obviously, we led the nation in scoring at uh, right around 87 and a half a game. Over under 85 this year. I'll start with Rob. Yeah, just the way our offense clicks. I, we're a high-scoring team. That's what we want to play, so I believe over. I'll go over as well. Okay. I'll go over, too, because it'd be lame. No one wants to bet the under. Can right. I add one over-under for you guys? Yeah, yeah. I got a bonus one, too, but yes, go okay. ahead. I'll go first. Yes. Last year, we had six players average double figures over-under four and a half this season. That one? Okay, so Timmy was like 9.6, but yes. Right around there. So yes, it was yes, almost yes. seven. Yes, okay. Over-under four and a half. I think – well, it depends because over. you guys – you guys want to give Timmy fucking 19 points a game. So if that happens, no, I didn't tough. say that. It's going to be tough. Um, I'll say under that was like last year. The scoring was so evenly spread. I, I think it's going to be tough to see that again, but okay. I mean, I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Jack, do the math. If we're trying to be over 85, how did we only have four guys? Well, over? well, that's what I'm saying. If, if Timmy scoring 17, 18 points a game, if Corey scoring, what, 15 points a game, we get there quick. If Ayayi scoring 14, 15 points a game, and then, you know, we get Watson chipping in eight, nine points. I'm not doing the math here, but I'm just throwing out numbers. I go under just because you basically need your entire – you need five guys, right? So either Watson or Aaron Cook has to average double figures, and I'm not – No, 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 I, no, no. I mean, it'd be great. They, can. they definitely can. But the if that Watson happens – threes. If if Aaron or Anton are scoring double figures, I think something went wrong. Unfortunately, I mean, I'm not taking anything away away from them as players, but if they're getting that many points, we're either scoring 110 points per game, or somebody's hurt. You know? No, but I see Watson getting a good 10 points a game now. He's like he screams like ten and six every game. I I I see him getting a good ten, at least ten just off of the hustle plays he does, run the floor, getting those offensive rebounds. I see 
him giving us a good 10 points. All right. Final question over under 1.5 losses going into the tournament over under 1.5 losses going into the tournament. I'm not even going to put that. No, I know. I, so I, as soon as that, I, that was, as soon as I was question, framing Jack. the question, yeah, no, no, I, sorry, Steven. Again, this is just pretend no one's listening. It's just you, me, Rob and God. And the, and the, the pug behind you that's staring at us. Yes, there it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a little pug at home too. I uh, hope so. I'm going to go under. I think we honestly, they could go undefeated. I think they're the best team in, the, in college basketball, but realistically, they probably dropped one. I don't know who to, but I think I, yeah, somebody. If we beat Kansas, Baylor, and Iowa, sweet. Like we could still, we could be the best team in the nation and still drop one of those. And then I reserve a little bit of room for going to BYU and having a bad shooting night, you know? Like, the thing so, about this year is they're not going to have to deal with road fans, most likely. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the atmosphere isn't as bad. So kind of, I don't know. But that, that doesn't go in our favor at home either. True. That's where, like, whereas and they, and they feed off the road energy too. Like they love Dude, shutting people up. Timmy, right. it, Timmy's a road guy. Timmy loves playing on the road. If you look at his home versus away splits, he's like two points better on the road. It's bizarre, but that's that's the kind of warrior you want. Roadhouse. Um, just to be a dick, I'm going to go over. I'll say we'll have two losses. Just I hope I'm wrong. Well, you are wrong. <laughs> uh, Stephen Carr, if you're listening to this podcast, you certainly know what Slipper Still Fits is. Go check him out. He, al- he also has the uh, 10 observations from Craziness in the Kennel. If you're hungry for Zag content, uh, the guys over there have it for you. Any parting thoughts, Stephen? Shout out to the women's Zags, too. They're going to be great this year. Mm-hmm. Boom. Can you nice. name the twins for me? Uh, Kaylee and Kaylin Trong, Jen and Leanne Worth. Boom. Well which is, of, of the four twins, which is the best one? Uh, Jen Worth is the best. Kaylee Trong will be the best in two more years. Hey, I mean, where else can you go for that kind of insight? Nowhere. <laughs> Nowhere. Rob, I, I, think, I think we're ready to rock. You ready? Have anything? Yeah. What we dwell on is who we become. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.